Hello everybody and welcome to The Room. Um, I'm joined today by two YouTube stars, Chris and Matty. How are you both guys? Oh, I'm smashing it. I'm happy to I'm happy to be back. I mean, we did the interview with uh, Luis as well, which was great. I really enjoyed that. So happy to be back and everyone will be, I'm sure, absolutely buzzing to hear my dulcet tones on The Room once again. It's a pleasure, mate. Yeah, the um, that did really well, that podcast, actually, with Lewis Escher and I. And now he's not on the podcast to say his name right. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> <that's not> <laughs> <typical>. <laughs> um, we'll start then with our transfer room headline roundup. And uh, yeah, big news coming out this week. It's um, It's been a, a busy week and obviously it's the end of the Euros, I think. Over the next four weeks, we're really going to be hotting up towards the start of the season. Uh, so Matty, take us away. Quite an interesting one. Uh, Leicester apparently be leading the race to get Ozan Kabak for just 13 mil. Uh, Shelton can't afford to pay his wages with going down. Uh, so they're selling for 13 now instead of the original 18 and that comes from Sport 1. So we have Atletico Madrid have also completed the sign of a long-term Liverpool target. Rodrigo De Paul, that's official through their social channels. Uh, Barcelona and Atletico apparently re- work on a deal to exchange Griezmann and Saul. Um, and that's come from Mundo Deportivo, which is, but I just can't see how it would work myself with Griezmann on, what, 600 grand a week and Saul on 120, something like that, Atletico. Uh, and then Liverpool apparently have agreed a fee for our 13 million for Marco Gurich with Porto. That's from Ebola in Portugal. Um, he's on pre-season now, so I don't know how true that one is. Liverpool have all set the sights on Dominic Berardi. He'll only join if Salah leaves. And that's from an Italian newspaper, La Stampa. And then finally, so he's not leaving then? No, he's not coming. <laughs> yeah, not leaving. And then finally, uh, Ben Davis is willing to stay and fight for his place despite loan offers from Bournemouth and Selzer. Any of them take your fancy? I mean, that Ben Davis one for me, I'm quite happy with that because I'd be quite annoyed if we bought them and then just loaned them to Celtic when they wanted to buy them anyway. Like, yeah. loans don't make us any money. So, I mean, like we were saying on the Twitter spaces a couple of days ago, it's going to be a really heavy period for football again. You know, not many players have had a rest and. Van Dijk's coming back from injury. Gomez coming back from injury. Brahima Canate is obviously going to have to have some sort of settling in period. Hopefully, it won't be too long. So having as many centre backs as possible, we don't want a repeat of last season. So, you know, he will he will be rotated in. He, he's obviously been kept for a reason. And if Klopp trusts him, obviously we should trust him too because there's obviously a player in there. Um, for me, I really like. You know, it, it seems I, I, I swing two ways on this rumor about Saul because Rodrigo De Paul going to Atletico Madrid has obviously been on the cards for quite a while. And now the Copa America's finished. It's, it's been finalised today. That is Saul's replacement. And again, Atletico Madrid do their business smartly. They get in the players before they let other players go. So Saul is off. It looks it looks pretty sure like he is off. Where he's going, we are favourites with the bookies. We're favourites online. Where he's going, I think it could be anyone's guess because he's 27 soon. For me, if Atletico are wanting 50 million euros... It doesn't really fit an FSG model. I know that we did buy Thiago, obviously a lot less, and we are going to reap the benefits, I think, hugely next season. Now he's got over that horrible Richarlison tackle. I just think Saul's going to come in and want to play instantly. And Liverpool have a ready-made three to go of um, Thiago, Fabinho and Henderson. And I know that they're not always reliable through injury, but Saul's not going to be happy to be fourth choice, so like surely. I think he's coming in as a first choice, though. You know, 
what it was about this age Gerard started to phase his games out with Liverpool, wasn't it? And Henderson is ravaged, not say ravaged with injuries, but he does pick up a few knocks and knocks up throughout the season. So I think maybe Henderson and Thiago's game time would maybe manage. Thiago did have a few injury problems at Bayern as well. So maybe their game times will be managed and Saul's coming in as more of a first name on a team sheet type player with Fabinho and then it's just out of position and that's up for grabs. Yeah. He's absolutely, it'll be a class addition, won't he? Like The man just oozes talent and he would be a phenomenal addition. I just, 50 million euros. What's your take on that, Chris? I think it's brilliant because I think if, if you look at it as a direct Wijnaldum replacement, then you're getting a 27-year-old in place of a 30-year-old. You're getting a player who's been in Champions League finals, won league titles, winning mentality, got workhorse, never, ever injured. I mean, I think he's missed about 10 games over the last seven seasons, which is ridiculous. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think he's he's almost perfect. And I think for €43 million, pounds, I think it is, or €50 million, euros, I mean, this is a player who was valued at 90 million euros just two years ago. And you don't become a bad player overnight. And I think what was really interesting with your point about, say, being a first choice or there's there's going to have to be so much rotation this season um, in order to try and avoid a like a crisis that we had last season. I think um, in midfield, we've got some of our most injury prone players. So to bring in another one would be, I think, I think it is needed. And it means that also it's another amazing role model for Curtis Jones. Yeah, I mean, Curtis Jones next season, core, take your pick, mate, with with that trio <laughs> and uh, Saul in there too. And we all know that Kate has got the quality and the ability. It's just whether he can stay fit or not. Um, can you not see Naby Kater going? Jack put this to me um, on YouTube a few days ago about uh, Kater going if Saul comes in and Saul taking a number eight shirt. Um I wouldn't be sad to see it happen because I think my patience is thin with them. But I know Chris likes them. Um, and I, feel, I think you like them as well, don't you, Richie? So what do, you, what do you think? Do you reckon he stays or do you reckon he's someone who could generate a bit of cash that would pay for Saul? Because you can get 30 mil for Kaita easily, couldn't you? Yeah, Kaita, I, uh, I actually had uh, his name and number on the back of my shirt last season. So I probably jinxed him. So I do apologise. Uh, I've gone Tiago this time because he can't surely be jinxed again. But um, I, I think he's, yeah, I think he's brilliant. He's such an exciting talent and he does offer that dynamism that Liverpool need in the middle. Again, it's just it's just that availability. And with Oxlade-Chamberlain, they're basically half a player, you know, and, and one, they're never... It seems to me that now they're never going to have a run of 10 games where they're injury-free and they need those 10 games to get into a rhythm and to get used to the system that Klopp is obviously playing. So I think Leicester were interested right now at the start of the transfer window. They were rumoured to, to want to bid 30 million and I don't think Liverpool were going to accept it. I mean, I, I really like Cater and if Chris is in the same boat, I think both of us are probably glutton for punishment because unless he stays fit, it's only going one way. Yeah, I, I, I'd say I'm sort of, I've got splinters because I am on the fence with, with Nubby. Um, I think I'd much rather have Oxay chamberlain I'd much rather keep Oxay chamberlain because I think his injuries are more unusual. I think Cater's are a lot more um, frequent and a lot shorter, whereas Oxay chamberlains have been quite unlucky, all of them. Um, it's not been sort of one injury every three games. It's been one big long injury. And it's a bit like Joe Gomez, for example, is another one. Um, I, I'd much rather keep him not only for his versatility but for the fact of the personality. Um, Nabi seems like a nice lad as well, but I just think Ox like brims confidence and everyone loves him. Um, but 
I can see him going, but I don't think he will. I think I think he's got probably one more season at Liverpool to really prove himself. And I know that's a stupid thing to say after he's been here for what nearly five years uh, next year. But yeah, um, I, I'm going to say I don't see him going. I was just no. going to say it's a big season for him because he has only got two years left, and it, he's if he doesn't perform. He's gone by the end of this win, like, you know, this time next year he's gone because we're not going to let him go on a free. If he does perform, we're tying him down to, a, you know, a contract extension. So it's a big year for Naby Keita. But then if he didn't perform, you've then run the risk of maybe only getting 15 million for him next summer. Yeah, absolutely. Because it'd be, it'd be five years now where he's just yep. not not being consistent. So it's a, it's a risk, but then... What do you think about uh, there's been no plans to send Harvey Elliott on loan? I'm all for this. Absolutely. I do not want Harvey Elliott going out on loan, especially to the Championship, because he's now going to come in to Kirkby and learn the Klopp way. And he needed game time last year because he was young, because he's developing physically, mentally. I think now is the perfect time for Harvey Elliott at 18, 19 years old to learn from Salah, to learn from Mane, Jota, Firmino. Remember, he's got Thiago in there, like we've said, who is a, just an elite footballer. Who is he going to learn from anywhere else and experience some minutes of first-team football better than Liverpool Football Club? Because you're not going to loan him to any of the other top four. you know. So who else would you want him to learn from? Nobody else for me. So for me, I think that's an absolute... It, that has to be done. No way does Harvey Elliott go out on loan. He has to learn now... This is Liverpool. And do you know what? I think he's up for it. He had a really good season, obviously, in the Championship last year. We registered um, some crazy numbers on assists and obviously his goals as well. I think it's the perfect time for him. Michael Owens like, started his career at Liverpool at 18 years old. Why can't Harvey Elliott? You know, I know they're, they're not comparable because things didn't quite work out for Michael Owens to some extent. But Harvey Elliott has that drive. He's a Liverpool fan. There's that determination in there, that there's that grit to really make an impact this season. He's not expected to start. He's not expecting that. And that's perfect for a youngster who's hungry. He's not going to command first-team football. Let him come in and pick up the minutes where he needs to. It's worked perfectly for Curtis Jones, and it will continue to work perfectly for Curtis Jones. So, yeah, let's fingers crossed for Harvey Elliott. It works the same way. I think uh, what, what I try to compare it with is what happened to Harry Wilson when he was the hottest property. He was loaned out to a Premier League club, Bournemouth. And look at him now. He's sort of at a real standstill. And the best Liverpool young players in history have not had loan spells. There's been, I, don't, I can't, Cara didn't have one, I don't think. Uh, Stevie didn't have one. Um, Trent hasn't had one recently. Michael Owen didn't have one. So, you know, all signs, especially with, with Harvey Elliott, because he, he played in a couple of times in previous seasons as well, like all signs point to, to him staying and featuring on a regular basis this season, off the bench maybe, um, and in cup games and maybe even in some Champions League games as well. So, yeah, really excited to have him in the squad. I think we, I think he'll, he'll stay. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him maybe go to a... Maybe at Brentford, I think they play quite good football. Uh, but then the same reason what you said, Chris, with Harry Wilson, I feel as though loan moves ruined Harry Wilson because he, he went to three or four different teams that couldn't have played further different football from the rest. So he's going from like attacking teams to defensive teams in relegation battles, in promotion battles. It was it ruined Harry Wilson and that, that's what put me off loaning, loaning Elliot out. Um, and I do think he'll get minutes next year because... 
I think if, if you like to Shakiri goes, he could maybe take some of his minutes. If Origi finally departs, probably take some of his minutes. Uh, and I'd like to see us do a good FA Cup run. And why can't Harvey Elliott be spearhead most day? He's got he's definitely got a huge potential, and a lot of people have got to like see him price him in Kirby. Didn't we pay what was it like ten mil something like that for him in the tribunal? So you're not paying that sort of money for a sixteen-year-old at the time if he's not going to be world class. I don't think. He also like I know, I know that um, Fabrizio Romano's done his podcast tonight and said that Liverpool's priority is a winger slash forward. But again, like you said, with Shakiri and Origi looking like they're going to move on, who again would you would you really want to bring in? Who's not going? Firmino, Mane, Salah, Jota are not going anywhere this summer. For me, if you've got Harvey Elliott brimming, literally chomping at the bit to get out there. Who better to, to bring up from the youth? That is the FSG model in the long run, is to bring and promote youth. That's what Klopp's done at Dortmund. It's what he's done at Liverpool with, you know, the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold. You know, I think he's. I think the future is really bright for Harvey Elliott and hopefully this season is going to be a breakout season. I saw some, some stuff earlier this week. Um, I don't think we've got it written down about Adama Traore. Um, now, this is, is something that I think last summer I'd have been even more excited for it to happen. Um but I saw, I think it was, it's an unreliable source, so won't get too much into it, but £25 million for Adama Traore. I think that would be a great, great deal if we could get it done. I don't Do know you want like £60 million for him last year? Wasn't this, I, mm, I'm sure yeah. his value was sky high. £25 mil, I'd take him. He's good off the bench, energetic. He certainly offers more than Origi. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> is that a compliment or what? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't, I, I mean, he's not good. He's not that good at going forward, really. Is he? he's just fast. So like Kyle he's, Walker, um, he's just fast. He it really odd though with Adama Traore this year because he's been utilised really with Nuno as like almost like a wing back as in a right midfielder rather than a forward, which is mental when you're considering like you get Adama Traore running at ninety percent of the fullbacks in the Premier League, and he's going to gas them every time. Um, whether FSG or not will fork out for the millions of pounds worth of baby oil and uh, lotion he puts on himself, though. I'm not too sure. <laughs> he was going oh, to Barca as well, wasn't he? I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. maybe see him going back to Barca. I can see a lot of the players are even Wolves, to be honest. Although they've got a new Portuguese manager in. I, I reckon now's the best time to, to raid Wolves. I'd love to see us going for someone like Neves. Um, mm, he's on his way, apparently. I'd love him. I'd absolutely love him. Yeah. I, I think I'd probably prefer Ruben Neves over Saul, if I'm honest. He's 23, half the price. For that reason. Not for me. He's younger, cheaper, and he is class. He is class. Imagine what Klopp could do to Ruben Neves. That's the way I look at it. Every player Klopp brought in, he's made. Well, Andy Robertson is the best left-back in the world. We got him from Hull and he got relegated for basically free. Hull give us one million because we give them Kevin Stewart and Andy Robertson, basically. And... I just think what could Jürgen Klopp do with Ruben Neves? He'd be he'd be unbelievable at Liverpool. I, I I don't I love Ruben Neves, um, but on the big stage he's never shown up before. Um, yes, he he kept, the only real big stage he's played on that I think he's really excelled is when he played for Porto in the Champions League and he did it did well as a teenager. But in in terms of the big games in the Premier League, I cannot remember Ruben Neves really standing out. He's still a ever. kid though. Hey, oh, but, oh, come on, Matty. 
He's 23. <laughs> he's, he is. He's still a kid. And he's never really had the world-class team. But do you think Liverpool are in for someone who has the potential at the moment? Or do you think Liverpool are in for someone like a Saul, like a ready-made product, ready to go like Thiago was supposed I mean, to be before his injury last year? I do think Saul's the perfect Ronaldo replacement. Like Chris said, like he's available. Some of the best form you can have is availability. And in this squad at the minute, we need available players. So on that basis, yeah, I, I do love Saul. I think he's unbelievable. The partnership he could generate with Thiago, it's mouthwatering really, but I think if we are as cash-strapped as we're being made out to be, then Ruben Neves wouldn't be a bad option either. Whilst we're on the subject of midfielders, and I know it's not on our script, so uh, our editors uh, might kill us for going over time here, as they usually do, but Renato Sanchez has obviously been heavily linked to Liverpool, and I think he's one worth exploring as well, because he, again, 23 years old, I know that we're talking about availability and, uh, and Sanchez's injury record is is not very good, if I'm completely honest. Again, though, he's one that we're linked to. Um, 30 million euros from Lille. He's definitely Fabrizio Romano again, said that he's on his way. He's uh, expected to leave Lille. He said that today. What we're thinking? I mean, I personally would, I would have him for 30 million euros. And no. I don't think that's going to break the bank. And Matty said no, which is absolutely fine. I, I just... 30 million seems a lot for his injury record. And I mean, I can't say I've seen much of him since he departed Swansea, but he was absolutely terrible. Yeah, he was a lot younger, but he was so bad at Swansea. Um, has he set the world alight in the Euros? Not really either. I did I did watch him a bit more because we were linked, but I don't think he set the world alight. There's plenty more players in this from the Euros who I'd take instead of Renato Sanchez, who I think he'd go at the same price. Hmm. Yeah, Sanchez has dramatically improved since his time at Swansea, I can guarantee you that. Um, in terms of play, his play for Lille, I think he perfectly suited their system. High energy, counter-attacking play under Galtier. But um I just don't want to. I don't. I, if if Saul's available, go for Saul. I think that's. I think it's as simple as that. Uh, even if it is an extra 13, 14 million premium, the player Saul is is better than the player Renato Sanchez will be, in my opinion. And there's no point waiting around, especially if it's if you see it as a direct one album replacement. The squad is still getting younger, so I, I think the the age the age thing's a difficult one. Um, but now, still yet to hit his peak as well. Only twenty six. There were two years before his peak. So yeah, I think I think it's a no brainer. If he's available, get him, get him in, sorted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about I, like said, like, the um, the like I said on the original point. Do you get someone for the future or do you get someone for now? Liverpool can't just keep on buying players for the future. Liverpool's time. We need somebody now to chase that pack. And we need to get the elite. I don't in. think. I don't think we need midfielders for the future either. We've got um, Curtis Jones, then below him, you've got the likes of like Leighton Clark. I know he's a bit more attacking, but you've got Leighton Stewart as well. One, one of them's death or midfielder. Uh, and then... Leighton Clarkson is, yeah. And then you've Stewart's a striker. Muzielowski plays as a 10 as well, doesn't he? So he's he's sort of within that midfield 3S, give you a not to play a false nine. So I think we've got a lot of potential in the academy as well, though. I mean, you, you'll have some fans saying, oh, we haven't spent 100 million on a player this summer. I don't want to see someone from the academy. But me personally, I love seeing people come from the academy, especially the local ones. But I mean, we've got 
unbelievable talent in our academy and I do think that we what's the point in buying for the future and for me Sanchez has flopped in the Bundesliga and flopped in the Prem he's done well in the French League and everyone's hyping over him how do we know if he's gonna yeah you say that but where did Fabinho come from that is true that is very very true very true but I don't know I just feel as though he's Sanchez has been in what I would regard as the two biggest leagues in football and not done very well Daniel Marlin I like him. Don't think we'll touch him with a temple bar because his agents mean you know. Yeah, so uh this this latest story is obviously um saying from quite a lot of outlets actually that Liverpool are in talks with Daniel Marlin representative Mina Raiola. That itself is a little bit of a sore point for me and obviously, you know, us, us guys as well. Dortmund are also in for him. I think that's probably where the smart money is, but they don't want to pay his twenty five million pounds asking price, which is a little bit baffling really, because I certainly would be paying that asking price if I was Dortmund. Um, I don't think 25 million is is a huge amount of money. I know that you, obviously we know that Dortmund have sold Sancho for a ridiculous amount of money, but I don't think 25 million for Marlon is is ludicrous. If I'm if I'm completely honest, he had an okay Euros, but he has been on fire for PSV this se- uh, last season. You know, um, I agree with Matty though. I don't think it's one that. I don't think it's one that would get done mainly because of Mino. I don't I don't recall us ever dealing with Mino Raiola. And I don't oh, really No, I don't think we will. I don't think that's that's the way. I certainly can't see Jurgen Klopp being sat in a room with Mino Raiola. Um unless of course it might be for Haaland. Uh he might he might just about do it for Erlen Haaland, maybe. But, that, um, but then don't you think that if he if we would do business with Mino, we would have got Haaland before he even went to Dortmund? Potentially. Quite possibly, because he went for a snip at Dortmund. Yeah, last and he was, I mean, he wasn't wasn't world class against us when Salzburg played us, but he was good consistently in the Champions League for Salzburg. He still backed the goal against us. He came on and backed the goal, didn't he, in Anfield? So I just don't think we'd do it. I'd love Marlon. I think he's he's a good player. He reminds me a bit of you know Coutinho before he came, where people were a bit well, I don't know who he is. He reminds me a bit like that Marlon. I think if he came and clock would deploy them right, he'd be world class for us. But the stumbling block is his greedy agents. And don't forget that Dortmund have dealt with him before and they will continue to deal with him. So I, I can only kids in the world, hardly for that Dortmund, basically. But, but why wouldn't you go there? Because you know that exactly. they see it as a step they see it as a stepping stone. Liverpool isn't a stepping stone. Um and if that's how Dortmund want to be, then Dortmund could be like that, but Liverpool won't be like that. So I, that's why I can't I can't see him going, and I can't see Mina Raiola dealing with Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp. I also can't see it from Mino's point of view. Why would he want Marlon to go to Liverpool, where Marlon will probably stay there for the rest of his career? Because there's not too many clubs that are more elite than Liverpool. Whereas, as you quite rightly said, you know that Mino's thinking right. Commission from Dortmund, exactly the same as Haaland. Leave him there a couple of years, it'll be worth even more money because Marlon's going to get better. Then he can move him on again, more commission. Then he can move him on again, more commission. You don't go straight to the to the tops, you know, if you're a Mina Raiola player, I'm afraid. So, yeah, I don't think it makes sense, really, um, for Liverpool to to deal with Mino. I don't think it makes sense for Mino to deal with Liverpool at this current, you know, moment in time, unless, you know, like I say, we're going to do what PSG did and, and say, you know what, you give us Donnarumma, we'll give you 20 million in your back pocket, Mino. Absurd. Like, I cannot believe that that sort of, like, reptile-like behaviour happens in football and it's such a shame that it's things like that ruin it. Um, but that is, that's the nature of football, I'm afraid. 
Well, I think the perfect example of what Mino does to players is Haaland. I don't think he'll go to... I think the end game for someone like Haaland is Real Madrid, and I think his next move will be City or United, and then he'll do a few years there and then go to Real Madrid when his season price is so high, Mino is getting so much money. And there is massive benefits to working with Mino Raiola because he's got a plethora of unbelievable talent at his disposal, but it's just Liverpool don't do business that way, and I don't think they ever will. And yeah, it's a shame because you do miss out on some top targets, but in, in the same breath, we've just won the league without ever dealing with them, so why do we need to deal with them? Now? Yeah. Do you reckon players, I mean, if, if you're a Liverpool fan and you've been with Mino for a long time, surely that must, you know, restrict players with their movements with clubs that won't deal with him? Potentially, yeah, but I think it works well for him, doesn't it? Because he just knows that... I think clubs know if they find out that their agents mean a real, they're paying a massive agent fee. He's, he's deserved that reputation. Although he's a snake, he's ultimately deserved that reputation because he's getting the best talent and he's he's getting the ultimately he's getting the best deal for the players. That's what people have got to realise. Yes, Mino is very greedy, but he's getting these players deals that they probably wouldn't get with other agents, and ultimately their career is so short. They've got to go with the best deal for them. If I was a footballer, would I go with Mino Raiola? 100% because he'd be getting me 500 grand a week somewhere. Even if they say, uh, you go with Mino, you can have whatever you want, but you can't play for Liverpool. 100%. Your football career is so... I mean, I do, obviously, Liverpool's a dream, and I think that I think I'd say, yeah, I'd rather play for Liverpool, but your football career is so short, and you've seen players just so recently, Steve Finnan, make a bad business deal and he's bankrupt and he's had to sell all his memorabilia from football. So I think Oscar is the prime example. He went to China and openly said, I'm going there for the money. And yeah. the career is that short. Not every player makes it into punditry or not every player is a successful manager. They've got to make as much money as they can in them 10 years. Because also you're not going to see an ex-footballer working in your local McDonald's, are you? So, mm. And don't forget, like as well, um, in terms of in terms of money, um, if you if you get paid four hundred grand a week, that compare that to hundred grand, and especially with tax as well, four hundred grand a week, hundred grand a week is a massive difference. That sorts you out for an extra ten years, for example, or an extra twenty years in the future. So, it, if I was a footballer, hundred percent mercenary, I'd be in China, Russia, everywhere. <laughs> to be honest, I, I, that's where I would be going personally. But that's one thing that done me. I didn't about the genie when I saga because I don't think he was asking for too much money, and he is one of the good guys left in football. And that's what done me. I because all players now are money, money, money. Where genie genuinely just wanted to play ball, and he was on seventy grand a week. Well, even when we done the Champions League and the Premier League, he was still on seventy grand. He was on. The, he was on his original contract like the whole way through, and he'd never signed an extension. He'd never had a pay rise, even though he's probably one of the only people who didn't. You know, we've seen Milner and Oxlade Chamberlain get pay rises throughout that time. So, yeah, I, I agree with you completely. It's baffling, and I think obviously he's still yet to say as of recording this. I just we've spoken about it before and it just seems that Liverpool weren't quite prepared to commit to the time of the contract, to the amount of time on his contract. And for me, when he, it looked like he was going to Barcelona and he just completely U-turned and went to PSG, the reason wasn't for money. He quite rightly said Barcelona was, were not coming back to him with an offer and he just wants to play football. PSG said, we want you, Pochettino, find them up. We want you, we want you. That's all he's ever wanted is to feel wanted. And I don't blame him one jot. And I really do wish as much as, again, I despise the politics and I despise the oligarchy of PSG. I do wish, wish him all the best at PSG. And if Liverpool don't win the 
Champions League next year, I probably wouldn't begrudge it if Genie lifted the cup. I think they will. Gosh, they've got a team next year, PSG. They have. Well, they, they, they haven't got a team, though, have they? They've got a, a set of individuals, a set of elite superstars. Yeah. yeah, so that's set of that, superstars. It doesn't always work. There's On paper, there's no better team in the world than PSG. I think, I think the signing of one enemy of Sergio Ramos will do them the world of good to have that leader. Uh, because whilst you've got Mbappe and Neymar and Verratti and now Donnarumma, Ramos should be the person and Genie should be that person to mould everything together and to be that engine and that cog that gets everybody on the same page and gets everybody going. Genie and Ramos have won it all almost in football, you know, and I think that should really seal the deal i think for psg who have come very close on several times like several occasions but they've not quite got it over the line i do think that ramos and genie signing will get them over the line ramos is a stroke stroke of masterclass like you've just said he's he's played with the biggest superstar of them all ronaldo he's played with benzema played with modric played with cruz played with Varane, played with anyone who you can think of who's been to real madrid he's pretty much been there so he's not going to be bothered about egos at PSG. I yeah, hate them. You can, please, you can take the Spurs out of the man, but you can't take the man. Well, no, you can take the man out of Spurs, but not the Spurs out of the man, though. And that's their manager. So I don't you know. Can, you can, I think Poch did wonders at Spurs, and, and we're all seeing it now because Spurs are in complete disarray. Uh, he's now got the backing of a country, and I think yeah. he might surprise <laughs> a couple of people. I know that, although to be fair, he did do the impossible and not win the French League with PSG um, last season, which is <laughs> near impossible to do. I um, mean, yeah, Unai, em- I Unai Emery got heavily criticised for that. So, I mean, the only I think Pochettino deserves equal, but at the same time, and arguably, Pochettino's done it with a better team. So, Unai Emery better than Poch? Unai Emery is best. Unai Emery is one of the most underrated managers in world football. Exactly. He is unbelievable. He's the... He's the- Roper League King. Yeah, unbelievable. And I am yeah. There we go. Um, a quick question then while we're just um, obviously winding down then. We've had a lot of chat about outgoings and we've seen a lot, but we haven't actually seen too much movement. I think Shakiri's been linked with Lazio. We moved to Lazio. He's obviously had a good Euro show, which helps Liverpool because that might you know, maintain his price tag. If he had a poor show and he might not be in as much demand. Um, the, as I say, like... We are rumoured to be getting rid of a lot of players. Out of any of those players, are there any you want to keep? Or actually, are you happy for you know those fringe players and those rumoured players to leave? I'm happy for every single one who's been rumoured to leave, I think. Uh, maybe maybe Nat Phillips, just, but I think that's a nostalgia point of view. I think from a business point of view, now is the best time to sell Nat Phillips because he's not going to get that many games next season to have a market price that he can probably have now. Um, and I think we'll probably keep Reese because he's younger. But out of all of them, I'd be happy to let them all go. It's going to generate funds to have starters. Uh, I do think that Shakiri one's dependent on Luis Alberto. So I think once he moves, we'll, we'll probably see Shakiri finally depart. Because uh, he's probably shown in the Euros that he can play 80, 90 minute games. And I don't know why he's never even on the bench for us. So it's obviously something's went on. Um, but the only one I can see staying is Origi. I think he'll be here for the rest of his career. <laughs> oh no! Rotting <laughs> in the corner, Divock, still living off his moments. Um, <laughs> I'd hate to see Nico Williams leave on a permanent deal. 
Um, I think the lad's got a lot of unjust criticism. Yes, he hasn't had his greatest Euros performance against Denmark, or and he didn't really play amazingly for Liverpool. But I still think there's there's a player in there. There seriously is, especially in the first couple of games he played for us. I was really impressed um, with with Nico. Um, he's never going to be first choice, and that is a very very difficult thing to comprehend. But it doesn't mean that he won't get football if Trent gets an injury. I'd love to have Nico Williams available and playing. So uh, it's, it's it's all about, he always needs to bide his time, be patient. Um, Trent didn't get any football until Klein got injured. So just got to wait for it. And in his time will come. And I think, I think Nico Williams, it would be foolish to let him go because seriously, he's a player in there. I think with the cover for Trent though, I think originally Joe Gomez was brought in as a long-term replacement for Nathaniel Klein. And then Trent has just surpassed all expectation. Joe Gomez is a right back by trade. So I think if you got rid of Nico, then would I rather have Joe Gomez covering Trent or Nico Williams covering Trent? I think I'd pick Joe Gomez. Not for me. Not for me. Especially because Gomez was signed before Klein. <laughs> yeah, but as a kid. So I think he's seen him as a long, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a long-term yeah. replacement. So yeah, I know what you mean. But I, I, Joe Gomez is far. Trent far has overpassed far. everyone. Because even in the academy, Trent wasn't a right-back. So he was never looked at in that position where Joe Gomez was signed as a future right-back. I think when Klein was in the first team, Joe Gomez was the one they were looking at. was to be like, yeah, he's going to replace him. He did play right-back, I think, first season before Trent come into the team. Uh, and then Trent has come in and just set the world alight, so you can't replace him. Uh, and for that reason, it's hard to get a player who will come and sit on the bench. And I think we might see that with Costas. I think he could maybe go this summer because he's not getting minutes and he's come from playing Champions League football to not even getting a game of football. So I think with, with if you got rid of Nico, then someone like Joe Gomez is covering for Canate, Van Dijk and Trent. So he's getting regular minutes still, so he's happy. Yeah, I see. I see where you're coming from there, mate. But I, I just think with the injury situation that we had last year, I think it'll give these fringe players some motivation, shall we say? Like, because who would have thought Reese Williams and and Nat Phillips would have been starting seven out of seven games towards the end of the season uh, and doing an excellent? So it's, it's it's a difficult one. But I'd really, di- I would like, would like to see Nico Williams played more, um, especially to give Trent a bit of a rest if he or if he gets injured. I think he'd be a perfect cover. I think he's great going forward and I think he's got he, some improving to do but he is only 20 years old so that's 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 how that's just natural and how, how it will come about but yeah and he's Welsh yeah that might uh that might be a reason to get rid of him um, anyway. <laughs> 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 I think uh I, I think I've sit in a very similar boat I, I personally don't want to see Williams leave and if it is only on loan because I think there's a player in there um I also don't want to see Phillips leave, if I'm completely honest, because of what you said. If Gomez is going to be the one who covers at right back, again, it'll be interesting to see what Joe Gomez comes back from injury. You're still going to need a centre-back then. If you've got Kanate, Van Dijk, Matip, we've already said about Ben Davies is staying as well. Four is not enough. We don't want Fabinho and Henderson to be at centre-back next year, no matter what. So again, I mean, I, I would be keeping Phillips... Um, Purely because, you know, he, he was a colossal at, at the back and, you know, I just love the bloke. I just think he's I just think he's great. He's he's more mature than his years suggest. And yeah, I, I just think defensive cover, don't get caught out again. And if there's more players on our books, fine. And again, like we've said, we do want to see an FA Cup run. We've not won it since the 2006 FA Cup final where Gerard 
you know, had his FA Cup final against West Ham under Rafa Benitez. We've not won it since then. That's that's cr- almost criminal for Liverpool not to win one of England's biggest trophies. And I know that it's played down, down a lot. I know that Klopp doesn't like too many domestic cup competitions. But we've got to rotate these boys. And we've got to, I know we can't compete with City and the likes of Manchester United and Chelsea's spending power. But part of me thinks we don't need to when we have an academy like Liverpool do. You know, Manchester City can go out and buy players. They don't need to nurture players. Phil Foden got through by the skin of his teeth. There was a very long period where Phil Foden didn't play football and everyone was saying he should be playing. You know, so I would love to see us go on an FA Cup run. And if that is at the expense of keeping Nat Phillips or keeping Neko Williams for another season, then I'd like I'd like to, to do it. Football's about winning trophies and you know, that's what makes the fans happy. That was silverware is what makes a successful football club. That's why Liverpool are still England's most successful club. I think the FA Cup's being ruined by Manchester City, United, Liverpool. Every single club who's ploughed money into football has ruined the FA Cup because ultimately, what's the point of winning the FA Cup for the prize money? Everything's a business now and it is sad because I love the FA Cup. Um, and it's the only one Henderson hasn't won, so I would like to see us win it completely 100% want to see us win it for Hendo. Um, but I just think many big clubs now look at it as in a sense of not really bothered. I think the only reason City win so many League Cups and so many FA Cups is because their squad is so deep with quality. They're going to win everything like that. Yeah. And they They've get got the second, easiest got second draws. Second yeah, yeah. And they get an easy draw, yeah. That's in everything, though, that is. But um, <laughs> it's, um, it's one of those, though, that... For Arsenal fans, obviously, Liverpool fans took, you know, uh, mocked Arsenal fans for years and as did everybody else really in the football fan base because they were always the team that won the FA Cup and finished fourth, you know. And if you're asking me would I want to win an FA Cup and finish fourth every year or finish second every year, there's really no contest. You know, I want, yeah. I, I want, like you said, Henderson to be doing the Hendo shuffle, lifting the FA Cup because... That's what football is. And, you know, you don't, the footballers nowadays won't say to their grandkids in years and years of time, oh, I don't have any medals, but we finish second every season. You know, or we did, or we pushed Manchester City and we finished just a point behind them. So, yeah, I'd love to see us go on an FA Cup run. And if we do have to keep some fringe players to do it, like Phillips and like Williams, I'm more than happy for that. But realistically, we know that we need to sell Shakiris, Wilsons, Gruwiches, Origis to raise funds because we're not an oligarchy. We are not owned by oil-rich companies. And we do, as much as I hate to admit it, we do have to sell to buy to some extent as well. The only thing I'd like to say about Nat Phillips is that a lot of people are comparing him to Origi in terms of cult hero status. I think that's a little bit bit disrespectful um, because Nat Phillips played 17 excellent games last season he didn't put foot wrong um whereas Origi had moments and yes Phillips is limited in his talent but I do think that he still has something to offer whereas I think Origi had moments he didn't have 90 minutes of purely being solid um and Nat Phillips had didn't put a foot wrong last season I, I don't recall any errors leading to goals um he was outstanding at Old Trafford um he played against Real Madrid. He didn't have his greatest time there, but he still kept a clean sheet in the second leg. Um, look, I, I, I seriously think that he still has something to offer. However, if we, again, contradicting my point, if we did get a 20 million bid, I'd 100% sell him. So I guess that's a bit, that's a bit like, it's the same with Nico Williams, actually. If we did get 20 million bid or something like that, like, it'd be a bit silly to say no. 100% agree. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, thank you all very much again for listening to The Room, um, brought to you by LFC Transfer Room. Uh, and we will all be here very, very soon because it is going to hot up over the next four weeks. The players have turned back in for pre-season and hopefully there'll be a few more additions along the way as well. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Um, but until then, take care, stay safe and as always, up the Reds.